0: Well, hello, Baltimore Birdland and beyond. Uh, welcome back to episode 35 of Bleacher Birds, uh, the Mike Messina episode, where we will not to be talking about Mike Messina at all. Uh, I am your uh, host, Jimmy. Uh, my co-host is uh, none other than the Millennium Man, the 2021 spokesman uh, of the Baltimore Ravens and Baltimore Orioles, uh, neither of which leads to be true he is the official spokesperson for uh i got nothing Matt
1: how the hell yeah. are you Yeah you got you got to you got to warn me before you uh make me live up to that <laughs> intro there I'm all right I'm all right That's
0: good uh, how are man, you I, I'm feeling fantastic as uh, as the Ravens are 1 win away from going into the playoffs um No news concerning the Orioles, um, no news concerning the KBO, but we've got some Ravens to talk about, and we've got, uh, we can talk a little monkey knife fight, and we can take a gaze into the future of 2021, and a big surprise for everybody is that, uh, well, you'll have to wait till the end for that one, so uh, what's going on with you this week, my friend?
1: Oh, you know, just um, relaxing after Christmas. Got a lot of leftovers, a lot of ham. Did you? A lot of cookies to go through.
0: Did so. you get a PS5?
1: <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> I, did I did not. Did not get PS5. Okay, so between the two of us, neither of us got a PS5. No, you didn't get one. I did not, but but didn't you know me? what I did get? I got a brand new set of golf clubs from uh, from the hot Irish wife. Oh yeah, my goodness. yeah. So she's uh, she's actually supporting my uh, my new addiction. So yeah, I'd never really been a big golfer up until this pandemic hit, and it was the only way to escape from it. And um, mm-hmm. my wife, God bless her, uh, decided to go ahead and upgrade me from the golf clubs that I've been using, which you know no no knock on them. They were my father's golf clubs. They were from 1988, um, <laughs> which you know is uh, what's that 1232 blah, 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 without really getting into it they're just a little older than the hotter, hot Irish wife so. herself.
1: those are the clubs you were using in high school yeah right? they were man that's a hot ticket item that's yeah, pretty man, nice she,
0: she she took care of me
1: that's about as much as a PS5 probably
0: well I don't know about PS5 it's uh, yeah.
1: all right well not on eBay they're like going for like over a thousand bucks
0: well I think they're selling for like four or five hundred like right off the market yeah, it's yeah. just crazy, man. I don't know who would buy us one yeah. of those. So, uh, what? What about you? Any big ticket items yourselves this year?
1: Um, I got some cool stuff. I got some clothing uh, that I, you know, I've been wearing pretty much every day since Christmas. Some O's gear, so, some, some nice gear? stuff. Yeah. No, not, not exactly. Right. No, I got enough of that. I got enough freebies and stuff to that, to hold me over for O's stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, there you go. All right, well, let's yeah. uh, let's not bore people bore people too much with uh, what all was underneath our Christmas uh, Christmas trees this year. Um, real quick before uh, before we really get into it, how are the cats enjoying their uh, cat house?
1: Oh, you, they love it, man! You got Thank the, you. Yeah, out for Bill? Yeah, we got that. We got a Christmas cat house. That's now.
0: Nice. <laughs> I'm looking at uh, I got I got the Oriole Nutcracker uh, that you gave me here, sitting right beside Mister Hula Bird. So between the two of them, nice. I'm, I'm set for either season, whether it's going to be a heat wave or a, uh, another blizzard, I'm all set. Beautiful. So, all uh, right.
1: Yeah. That, that was a nice little giveaway. I did enjoy that one. It
0: was, it was. So maybe, uh, maybe they'll do that one again. Uh, maybe not, not this year since they've already announced everything, but maybe next year. So, all right. Uh, well, let's go ahead and get into it. So we've got a lot of Orioles news going on, um, may as well just jump right into it right off the right off the bat here and that is that the uh, Orioles have signed a third base coach Matt and you've got the details uh, I do that's what you told me
1: uh, wait a second I did not tell you this is all lies
0: Matt you told me that the Orioles signed a third base coach and that you had the details
1: these are all Christmas lies Unbelievable. here
0: Unbelievable.
1: well in the past 10 seconds I've done some research here <laughs> Uh, we got a new third base coach. Uh, Let me ramble about that while I click on this <laughs> link here. And his name is Monsalino.
0: Monsalino.
1: Hmm. I don't know if he has a first name yet. That's <laughs> hasn't been um. <laughs> that hasn't been disclosed yet. Oh man. So that's all I. Like, oh, Tony. His first name's Tony, Tony.
0: Monsalino. Huh?
1: should have figured with the last name Monsolino, his first name would be Tony. But um, yeah, that's all we got so far. Hey, he's 38 years old.
0: He's
1: like a young third base coach. That's how old I am. Or maybe I'm just old.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, it's a year younger than me. You know, what's interesting is while you were typing that up, I went ahead and Googled Tony Monsolino and nothing but a bunch of pictures of like old Italian mobsters popped up. (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's pretty good so you, you get an opportunity just go ahead and google tony Monsolino and you're gonna see a whole bunch of uh, <laughs> just a whole bunch of wise guys on your uh on your computer or phone here
1: see what i mean i'm not surprised his name is tony <laughs> big fat tony is he a fat guy
0: um you, you know again say so, yeah. i I'm not too sure because you haven't found right at these pictures again i I don't think any of them are him
1: okay <laughs> and uh, oh he's he, he's no nah, he's pretty slim he's not okay. a fat guy uh we should have i wish we would have been able to call him fat tony
0: well y- you, you know i mean after coaching- coaching the orioles uh for a little bit of time he may go into uh just like a big old eating uh Eating disorder and become fat Tony.
1: Maybe after some uh, crap. And then drink. later
0: on, yeah, there you go. See, and then in on Utah Street you could have Dempsey's and you could have uh uh Boog's barbecue, and then you could have Tony Monsolino's uh Italian eatery. You know? So <laughs> yeah, I'm, man. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to Tony Monsolino uh just becoming another beloved coach here. He'll be the next Wayne Kirby. Uh, you know, a so. names that's so easy to pronounce, Tony Monsolino.
1: I don't know. I, I was kind of hoping Wayne Kirby would open up his own restaurant because uh, he seemed like a good cook. Did you Did you see those um, cooking with Kirby uh, segments?
0: No, I, I. I mean, I remember them minorly now that you mention them, but uh, but no, I can't remember <laughs> any big details on them.
1: Uh, I don't think there was anything crazy going on, but I would,
0: anything to get better food into that ballpark, oh, Lord.
1: I'd be all, I'd be all for it. Matt's going to criticize
0: the ballpark again. The best <laughs> ballpark in baseball, and and you're going to criticize it.
1: That's how good the ballpark is. I can, the only thing I can
0: find to criticize is the food that got in there. You know what? Just for that, so you got a missed shot. You got two missed shots. <laughs> all right. There it is. All right, well – uh why don't we jump over from uh from Oreo Spaceball? Uh overseas, let's go on over to the KBO. <laughs> <laughs> <Da-da-dee-doo, dee-doo. laughs>
2: Do you have KBO news? No, don't you?
1: <laughs> Man, this is just the um, this is just the episode of live here. God. You started you started it off by saying we have no KBO. <laughs> that was in, that was in your intro. We have no KBO news. <laughs> And here, and here we are. Well, I guess I got a couple things if you want to hear them.
0: Yeah, go for it.
1: I guess I got it. This is, this is on the fly, man. I got to look these things up. You're
0: keeping me on I my toes to you, here. Say, while, while, you, while you go ahead and look these things up, I'll just go ahead and mention it. I know I mentioned that there was no KBO news, but it's December 27th. This is very clearly going to be the last episode of the year. Um, you know, with the closing show, it's almost the best of. Uh so for that very reason, of course I had to make sure that the KBO music got played one last time. Um not only for our listeners, but mostly for myself, as I need to hear that song one last time. All, <laughs>
1: right. All, right. All right, well since you asked for it, you're gonna get some music. Alright, go ahead. Our KBO favorite. Mm-hmm. Or or one of them has just been signed by the KT Wiz again for a second oh, season.
0: Fantastic. <laughs> uh
1: that's about all I got. <laughs>
0: all right. Well that wraps it up for our KVO segment. Uh, yeah. Well briefly while we mention that, Matt, the uh the N C Dino twenty twenty one or twenty twenty World Champion T shirt should be on their way. Um as usual, we'll say they're being Shipped by our wonderful United States Postal Service, uh, who is just Mm -hmm. completely ruining everybody's holiday, everybody's life, uh, is doing a terrible, terrible job. Um, You know, I almost wish that the person that was trying to shut them down was successful because they don't deserve to be open right now. Um, So we're still waiting on those shirts. Hopefully they will get here and hopefully they don't end up stuck in a warehouse in New Jersey like my daughter's sweatshirt that she was supposed to receive for Christmas uh, is. But hopefully those t-shirts are on well, the way.
1: Okay. Should I get my hopes up here or is this just another one? No, they're,
0: they're ordered. Uh, like, again, I, <laughs> I, I ordered Alyssa a sweatshirt on, I think it was December 2nd. And um, here it is December 27th and we still haven't seen it yet. And it was coming from New York. So, um, you know, I could have driven up there and gotten it. Well, then you'd have to quarantine. So you don't want to do that. This is true. I'll do the thing again. You know what? Two weeks off doesn't sound like a bad idea right now. <laughs>
1: <Okay>. <laughs> I think that's what, I, I think that's what the postal workers decided to do. Yeah. They saw all the packages coming in. They were like, well, you know what? We're just going to take a little day trip out of the state of Maryland and come back and not work for Retreat. two
3: weeks.
0: <laughs> you know, it was funny to say the, um, uh, of course, I live over in Elk Ridge and work over, in, uh, work over in Hanover. And sometimes I take the side roads to go ahead and get there. But, uh, you know, the little back way that we used to go to, go to Denny's back in the mm-hmm. day. We're right at that road. Apparently, the Amazon distribution plant's, like, just down a little bit further on that road. So if you get there in the morning yeah. and if you happen to catch that traffic light, you'll see, like, a herd of Amazon trucks. It's like, <laughs> it's like, uh, like somebody just goes ahead and just like, you know, and they're off and all of a
2: sudden
0: yeah just herds and herds of Amazon trucks. So, but, um, you know, Amazon at least, at least doing it right, sending out as many delivery people as they can. And as you mentioned last week, sometimes not even Amazon vans to, to get the job done, whatever it takes to get the job done. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and that's our uh, that's our unpaid for ad for Amazon dot com. Alright, well uh, why don't we jump back on over here to the good old USA and, and discuss a little Ravens Football
1: <laughs> You
0: like that one?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, that was All good. Alright,
0: well um uh, so something else that I'm sure you liked was the Ravens uh twenty seven to thirteen and it wasn't even that close, ladies and gentlemen. Twenty-seven to thirteen, swamping of the uh, New York Football Giants. Uh, Ravens now ten and five. The Giants now five and ten. Uh, Ravens were relying on a little bit of help uh, in order to continue their future, uh, their potential playoff run, and they got that help today in form of the. J-E-D-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Yeah, so the New York Jets uh, managed to go ahead and pull off the win, 23-16 to over the Cleveland Browns. Um, you know, I was searching through the Twitter and keeping an eye on the football game. Uh, of course, keeping an eye on the Jets and the Browns game, but also keeping an eye on the Pittsburgh uh, Colts, uh, excuse me, Pittsburgh and Indianapolis game. And, um, you know, of course, we... We would stay alive so long as we win the next two games, uh, today and next week, and either Cleveland, Indianapolis or the Dolphins, uh were to lose a game. So the Dolphins went ahead and pulled off the major upset uh last night and what well, was just a just terrible, terrible decision making by uh John Gruden when he decided to kick the field goal rather than let Josh Jacobs run for the touchdown. Uh, Josh Jacobs decided to go ahead and down it at the one-yard line, and then they kicked the field goal, and then Fitz, uh, Fitzmagic just went ahead and even after having his head pulled backwards, launches a deep touchdown, or excuse me, a deep pass, plus 15 yards for the uh, face mask penalty. And long story short, the Dolphins went ahead and won that game.
1: Uh, I I can't believe how bad the Raiders are.
0: <laughs> the Raiders are absolutely terrible.
1: What you, you what you do is, if you are going to pull a move like that, where you down the ball on the one yard mm-hmm. line, you have to make sure that you can run the clock down to, so that your kick is the last play of the game. Yep. And if you don't do that, and you're that close, you run the ball into the end zone. They're they're, they're just shooting some, themselves in the foot. They're, they're so bad. So he. That they're making decisions like that. Here's
0: the situation with that. You, like you said, you, you run there and you score the touchdown. Because they scored the touchdown, and at that point in time, they would have been up by uh, – what was
1: it? Well, more than three. It, it would Whatever it was, it was more than three right. points. It it, you make the team have to get in the It would have put them
0: up by six. Or, I'm sorry, it would have put them up <laughs> by five. And they would have needed to score the two-point conversion In order to go ahead and go up by a full touchdown, needless to say, like you either kick the kick the extra point after the touchdown, and uh, you know then all of a sudden the other team has to score the touchdown and get the point after, but the whole point is they have to get the touchdown. Like you don't kick the field goal in that scenario, and I know Josh Jacobs is known for uh, for his anti fantasy football beliefs. As uh, he got into it with the fantasy world, just uh, even I think it was just a week ago or two weeks ago. But the smart play is not to go down at the one yard line. The smart play is to run in and score the friggin' touchdown. And mm-hmm. uh, this has nothing to do with the fact that Josh Jacobs completely ruined a uh, monkey knife fight parlay for me uh, <laughs> last night. Nothing, nothing, nothing at all. At all. Well, the fact <laughs> of the matter is, is the fact that, you know, as Ravens fans, we were relying on the uh, the Raiders to go ahead and get that win. You know, it's yeah, it, it. it's got nothing to do with, with the financial bets. The fact that, like, we wanted them to win so that we could, you know, just have to take care of our own personal business. And let's be honest, nobody, absolutely nobody thought that the Jets were going to beat the Cleveland Browns. Even with even with their entire wide receiver core being on the uh, COVID list,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: so I don't know. Um, You know what?
2: Uh, Uh You know it's coming.
0: I'm going to pull an audible. I know that
1: tone. I know that tone.
0: I'm going to pull an audible, and we're going to go ahead and John Gruden for making the horrible call to not go for the touchdown last night. Josh Jacobs for listening to him. And Darren Waller for no other reason than not scoring a friggin' touchdown last night. <laughs> all three of them. You just made the
2: list. <laughs>
0: Write that one down, all right?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm I'm trying to. I'm taking John notes right Gruden, now.
0: Josh Jacobs and Darren Waller. All three on the list.
1: What what was the guy what's the guy's first name? Waller? What is Darren. It? Darren? Waller. Darren Waller.
2: Former Raven Darren Waller. On the list.
1: I mean I just happen to have a little a little friendly bet on that one as well. But still, man, that that was such a bonehead
2: move.
0: It it really was. And, um, again, you you just – with that kind of time on the clock, you got to score the touchdown and force them to go for the touchdown too. Never force it to be less than than a field goal. Never force the game to be potentially won or lost by a field goal. That's ridiculous. Unless you're the Baltimore Ravens and you've got Justin Tucker, you don't do that.
1: You never never give somebody the ball back when they can win it with a field goal.
0: No. I don't know. It's sure. Ridiculous. So all three of them on the list. Um, the Dolphins pull off the win, and you know, I, I consider myself a Ryan Fitzpatrick guy. Like I'm, I'm all for him. I like the guy. I like his attitude. I like, uh, I like the fact that he's just like a, a grizzled vet now, and that he just goes wherever he needs to go. And every time he comes in, he puts the Fitz magic in. Uh, you know, it's just <laughs> like I'm, I'm okay with that. And of I've never really had anything against the Dolphins either, especially since back in like the Chad Pennington days. But mm-hmm. um, you know, so no ill will towards the Dolphins or or Fitzpatrick for winning that game. They did what they were supposed to do, and uh, the New York Jets today. The New York Jets did what they had to do, and they beat the Cleveland stinking Browns. Um, you know. I I saw a lot of feed on Twitter, and I wasn't a big fan of it. A bunch of people uh, using the hashtag, here we go, uh, supporting the Steelers while they were playing Indianapolis today. And I get it. Again, I want to be in the playoffs, too. I even saw a picture of someone, and I wouldn't reveal his name, but rocking a Ravens jersey and he said something along the lines of, "I'm embarrassed by this." And pulling up his Ravens jersey, and there is a Steelers t-shirt underneath. Uh, what? What are we doing here? Like, you know, we're <laughs> Ravens fans. It, yes, I understand that we need a Steeler. A Steelers win could help us make the playoffs. You no. You you don't root for the Steelers. You can need a win, and you can be happy that the team that lost needed to lose, but you don't root for the Steelers to win. And I went ahead and came out and on the uh, on the Twitter and said, and I quote, Fuck the Steelers. The Jets will help <laughs> us quote. out. Hashtag Ravens flock. And it's got a picture of uh, oh, the classic t-shirt where it says, Hey, Pittsburgh. And it's got the Ravens given the bird. Oh, boy. And, of course, I used their ats as well to make sure that they knew that uh, that was coming out to them. It says, fuck the at Steelers. The at New York Jets will help us out. Hashtag Ravensflock. Yeah, we got a couple couple of retweets, a couple of likes on that. But the fact of the matter is is that people were so quick to go ahead and just be like, okay, we got to rely on the Steelers. We got to rely on the Steelers. We got to rely on the Steelers. We got a little group chat going, and the whole friggin' time that we were talking, all I was talking about was the friggin' Jets, right? That's all I was talking about was the Jets. And, you know, again, we've got other outs. We don't need to
2: root for an arch rival in order for us to go ahead and win,
0: you know? The Baltimore Jets Mm -hmm. up north, uh, you know, went ahead and took care of business. They showed who they really were. You know, just finding one more way, one more way to go ahead and help Baltimore out.
1: Yeah, taking all of our crappy players that are too old, and still now. finding
0: a way to beat the Browns.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it did feel weird, like kind of hoping that the Steelers would beat the uh, beat Indianapolis. Yeah. But then, even when like Indy was up like twenty-one to seven, mm. it just felt good. It felt good, even though we wanted the, them to lose.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, in an ideal world, Bane comes out and ruins the stadium, and both teams are decimated and never return to the NFL. But Where's the trigger? I didn't oh my necessarily goodness. think that that but, was going to happen.
1: Yeah. Well, at least there was no fans in the in the stands, so it would just been the two teams. Yeah.
0: So yeah, that's true. So, all right. So we covered. Uh, let's see here. We covered the Jets beating the Browns. We covered the uh, the Steelers beating Indianapolis. So basically, our job was to win, and we were in. And again, say this: this game, uh, the score is a lot closer than what the actual game was twenty-seven to thirteen. Um, today was a run game. So uh, Lamar Jackson, seventeen for twenty-six, uh, one hundred and eighty-three passing yards, averaging seven yards a pass. Now, pretty good actually, QBR rating: one eleven point five. Or, excuse me, uh, mm-hmm. 89.3. But still pretty good. Uh, Rushing-wise, again, pretty even split. Uh, Mark Ingram was a healthy scratch. Um, Gus Edwards took the main haul of it. 15 carries for 85 yards, as long as 32. Uh, Lamar ran for 80 yards himself, and J.K. Dobbins ran for 77 and a touchdown. Um and Devin Duvernay even somehow got involved in the game with a carry of carry of his own for seven. Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> two hundred and forty-nine rushing yards total between those four guys. Two hundred and forty-two if you just look at the running backs and the uh, running backs and the quarterback. So, uh receiving wise, mm-hmm. it was a Mark Andrews game. Uh six receptions for seventy six yards. Uh the low touchdown, and uh, we have to su- have to decide here. Make sure you know it. I apologize. There were two two receiving touchdowns today, uh, but yeah. we need to decide. And Matt, let me know, Hollywood <laughs> or Dollywood? Hooray for Hollywood.
1: I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say uh, Hollywood this week, man. You, you you can't like you can't hold anything against a guy even if he didn't have many yards if he secures a touchdown pass in a game like this where clearly they were going to be up the whole time so they're just going to be pounding the ball.
0: Yeah, so four receptions, twenty five yards, uh, averaging six point three a pass, and his long was nine. Uh, the big thing about a uh, big thing about murky's Brown was. Uh, he did catch the one, the touchdown they needed to catch, uh, and he caught that just as he was running out of bounds, uh, dragged his feet for the touchdown. So, again, seemed like a uh, seemed like a big play at the moment. Definitely was. So while he didn't necessarily get all the yardage, um, he caught the touchdown that he needed to. Lamar went to his soldier, and uh, got the job done. <laughs> so the now. The important part's going to come a little bit later on this week, and I don't think we're going to hear anything because the Ravens won, but it's really a matter of does Hollywood complain about the fact that he only got, uh, again, four receptions. and uh, He caught all four of his targets, so four targets, four receptions. Does he complain that he only got that type of action today?
1: I hope not. I hope he realizes what kind of game this is going to right. be. And I don't know, man, he he. So ever since we talked about him, like he, he's been making me look like an idiot 'cause he he's been wide open when he's open. Oh.
0: See, so I think uh I think maybe he just listens to the podcast. And he's just like, maybe. Well, I'll show them. Of course the uh the other receiving touchdown <clears throat> I'm gonna go ahead and throw it up one more time, and uh that goes to Des Bryant <clears throat> Uh, tossing up the X one last uh, one more time 8 yards receiving touchdown he was wide open in the end zone i mean did, did people just forget about him like what in the world happened because it seemed like the play just stopped and des bryant was standing in the middle of the end zone and lamar hits a wide open des for the touchdown
1: mm-hmm. yeah there was definitely some blown blown coverage yeah. there the one guy just broke off of him and then nobody picked yep. him up or they just didn't think he had it anymore.
0: So the question now is, is Des Bryant a uh a red zone target only? Say he had uh he only had one target, one reception, it was in fact the touchdown. So uh, is yeah. Des just gonna be that secret weapon that we uh that we go ahead and bring in in the red zone? Uh dare I say weapon X? <laughs> huh? Huh?
1: Well maybe. I mean he he's the guy who's got the most experience in there, yeah. you know. I wouldn't mind seeing him be that end zone target, yeah,
0: so I like it um I hope that they're just they're just kind of uh using him where they need to right now, and then uh, as we get into the playoffs potentially we uh we start to see a little more des now, I know he's signed to a one year deal um but if he's not retiring this year, I wouldn't mind seeing him come back next year. Yeah, yeah see season. what we can do with the full season of Dez. All right, uh, defensively, defensively, of course, Ravens hold them hold the Giants down to thirteen points. Uh, they held them down to three points at the half. You know, it was twenty to three at the half. Uh, third quarter again, only gave up another uh, field goal. They didn't score a touchdown until the fourth quarter. So, uh, you know, defense clearly on board, clearly getting the job done. Um, there was. There was a point in the game of where we got back-to-back-to-back to back to back sacks. And, yeah. I mean, of course, Jay was uh, over the house watching the game with me, and we were just going absolutely nuts, bonkers, <laughs> laughing at this. Just the the poor quarterback. just He had no time at all. Daniel Jones, as soon as he got the ball, was running for his life. Um, yeah. You know, he... He threw for 252 fifty-two, two hundred fifty-two yards, which kind of surprises me because I didn't think he threw for that many. Um, but he just, at a certain point in time, he literally got the ball and just immediately started running for his life where he was already going down before he even got the ball. Uh-huh. So defense definitely doing their job. Uh, Marlon Humphrey had a couple of uh, punch outs that, that were like just in time and just you know, I was never really a big Humphrey guy. Um uh, when we first drafted him, I didn't understand it. And I mean, this season he's just he's proven why he's the guy. He's proven why he's uh worth the contract that he got. And um uh, Marlon Humphrey is just absolute leader of this defense right now.
1: Yeah, he's great, man. He's forcing fumbles left and right and breaking up breaking up mm-hmm. plays. Yeah, he's awesome.
0: Yeah. So, um uh, Okay, so let's talk about this. I wanted to talk about this. We had uh, we had, we pulled in Justin Tucker for, on a fourth and three for a 51-yard field goal. And um, I was kind of surprised. I figured maybe you just go ahead and let the boys go for it on fourth and three and see what we can do. But uh, John goes ahead and he's like, well, let's go ahead and go for the field goal. So Tucker steps up. And he just annihilates this ball. Uh, 51-yard field goal probably would have been good for 60. And um, then there's a flag thrown. (laughs) Go figure, F it, 5-yard penalty. Okay, now it becomes a 56-yard field goal. And at 56 yards, all of a sudden, John Harbaugh decides to get a little bit conservative. Now... You're going to tell me that that was the right call and that that was the smart call because, you know, Justin Tucker probably just wasted his leg uh, on the 51 yard field goal and probably won't connect for the 56. But I'm going to tell you that if it were me, I'd let Tucker kick it again because his first kick was right down the middle. It was deep enough that it could have been made from 56 with ease. And I think he still had it in him. Now, Matt, what say you?
1: Yeah, I mean, he had a practice kick, right? The first one was his practice kick, and it would have been good from (laughs) fifty-six.
0: You know, I'm shocked. I figured for a fact, I I figured that you were going to tell me that, uh, tell me that Harbaugh made the right call there with, uh, with punting it.
1: Well, I will say we were up by what? What was it, twenty to three at that point? Was that when it was twenty to three or seventeen to three or something like that or whatever? I mean, so technically, I guess he did. He did make the right call. So there, I gave you what you wish for. There, there we go. There was no reason for him to kick that for fifty six, besides like personal statistics or whatever. No. So in that case, I I didn't mind it as much as you there. did, but I would have liked to see it because it would have went in, and I think he would have made it. And just for just for fun, I would have liked to see him kick it in.
0: Yeah, know. fair enough.
1: It seemed like he wanted to stay out there. Yeah, too. he
0: did. So he was he was really. Uh... Really aggravated by the fact that he was getting called back and not getting a second chance at that one.
1: No, well, that's the kind of game it was though. Either way, yes, sir. that means it was like a it was a throwaway game. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, all right. So let's uh, let's take a look at what what all we got going on right now. So the Ravens um, go ahead, and take care of their business. The Jets help us out. Uh, Pittsburgh goes ahead and helps us out. So the Ravens, as it stands right now. Are in fact playoff bound, so we uh we went ahead and knocked the Browns right out of uh right out of their slot. A couple notes, and uh this is going to come uh, courtesy of the Exit Fifty Two podcast, as I stole it off of their Twitter. So uh, I haven't given them a listen. Perhaps I should. Anywho, Exit Fifty Two podcast, you guys might want to check them out. Uh, so there's some notes here, and uh. Basically, Ravens are in the postseason with the following week 17 scenarios a win versus Cincinnati, or a Cleveland loss versus Pittsburgh, or an Indianapolis loss versus Jacksonville. Also, with a win versus Cincinnati, the Ravens can only be the five or six seed and cannot mathematically be the seven seed. Uh so the Ravens are the five seed if Buffalo beats Miami next week. They're the sixth seed if Miami beats Buffalo. And then no other matchups really affect the scenario. Okay. So that courtesy of the guys with the uh, Exit Fifty Two podcast.
1: Well really the only thing that matters is story the uh sorry, the Ravens just have to beat the Bengals.
0: Yeah, we beat the Bengals and we're in, and then we can talk about what our matchup is and everything else. But let's go ahead and take care of our business and beat the Bengals because the Bengals are riding kinda high right now. Um and they went ahead and upset well some would consider it an upset the Houston uh, I almost called them the Houston Rockets the Houston Texans uh thirty seven to thirty one today. So mm-hmm. and let's see here. I mean it it was neck and neck between the games. So seven to three Cincinnati in the first quarter uh, ten ten, at the half, uh, do twenty four twenty four by the end of the third quarter, and then going into the fourth quarter, uh, Cincinnati ends up uh getting thirteen, Houston only gets seven, so thirty seven to thirty one, the Bengals. Brandon Allen threw for three hundred and seventy one yards and two touchdowns. Uh let's see here. Looks like Samaji Ryan was leading rusher with uh thirteen carries for ninety-five yards, two touchdowns. Uh T. Higgins had ninety-nine receiving yards. Again, this is against a terrible, terrible defense, though. So we mm-hmm. want to make sure that we keep that in mind as well. Um hopefully I'm hoping that the Ravens just have an absolute field day with the Bengals again. They're four and ten. Um, and the Texans that they beat are four and eleven, so it's not like it was like a major upset. Both of these teams are terrible, um, but again, you never really would have expected the Bungles to uh, go ahead and win this game. The Bungles. the
1: Bungles, yeah. What I like is just the fact that the Ravens, all they have to do is win, and they're <laughs> in. You know what I mean? I don't like having to rely on other teams to lose. And...
0: Yeah, and that's what that's what today was all about because it was not fun. It, let, let's be honest with you, it was not fun watching the New York Jets against the Cleveland Browns and just being like, dear God, don't screw this up, Jets, don't screw this up, Jets, and having to rely mm-hmm. on that, or even the dirtier feeling of rooting for the Pittsburgh Steelers to go ahead and win a game.
1: Yeah, because because nine times out of ten,
0: the Jets are going to screw yeah, it nine up. Yeah, time nine times out of ten, the Jets are going to screw it up, or the Steelers will f- find a way to go ahead and screw over, screw over Baltimore. So we have the opportunity to go ahead and handle our own business next week in Cincinnati.
1: Birdland Sports. For fans, by fans. Find more great shows like this at birdlandsports.com.
0: All right, Matt, before we close the book on the, uh, on the NFL here, say, so of course, let's, uh, let's go into our weekly monkey knife fight segment. You'll never know the simple joys of a monkey knife fight. Give it to him, boy. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, he ain't pretty no more. All right, so monkey knife fight we uh, we had mentioned previously that we had placed a minor wager on uh, last night's game with the uh, Raiders and uh, excuse me, the Raiders Gun- and the Dolphins. Yeah. And we were gunning for over two and a half touchdowns uh, from Miles Gaskin, Darren Waller, and Josh Jacobs. Now, I thought this was an absolute lock, and I thought this was a lock even without Gaskin. Um, And it turns out that Gaskin was the guy who got the two touchdowns. Uh, Josh Jacobs, again, end of the game, uh, is rushing with the ball, and he stops, and he almost slipped and fell into the end zone to get that third touchdown. I don't know if you saw it or not, but the Dolphins defender actually tried to pull his leg into the end zone so he would have scored. Did you see that? No, I didn't no go, go go back and watch that, and you'll see the defender for the uh for the dolphins tried to pull him into the end zone um because they knew that that would mean more time for them to go ahead and go down the field and score right. and I, I, if that man would have gone ahead and done that, he'd have been my hero <laughs> um but needless to say, a bet of two and a half touchdowns, and this is why that half is always thrown in there. Um, we only got two this week. So unfortunately we did not collect on that, uh, on that wager there.
1: Mm, Yeah. And I did, and I did copy your bet.
0: Yeah. I was riding
1: riding your hot streak.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I'd hit a hot streak and, um, you know, again, I thought that was a surefire lock just between Jacobs and Waller and just goes to show, even when you're on the hot streak, you can be wrong sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, now with that being said, we got, uh, there's another game going on tonight, and y'all have to decide if you want to get in on this or not. It starts at 825. It's between the uh, Tennessee Titans, and they're at Green Bay versus the Packers. And, uh, Matt, have you been seeing the weather forecast up in Green Bay? Have you been getting any live shots of uh, Green Bay right now?
1: Yeah, I just happen to have the, the um, pregame on right now, and I see there's a bunch of snow. So. Mm-hmm. We're going to get Steph. our – this is a true Christmas game right here.
0: Yes, sir. So, snow game, and uh, the line that I'm taking here, this one's going to be the quarterbacks on the more or less line. And uh, Aaron Rodgers at 299.5 and Ryan Tannehill at
3: 247.5.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll tell you what – uh. You know, you always think that Rodgers could easily throw for over 300, and you would think that Tannehill could probably throw for over 250. Um, But I'm thinking that would be in better weather. And uh, I'm looking up at the stadium, and I'm seeing what I'm seeing. And you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking less on both. So... That's what I'm going to go with. We're going to go ahead and lock it in. Aaron Rodgers, less than 299.5. Ryan Tannehill, less than 247.5. I think this is a run game. I think this is an Aaron Jones game. I'm thinking this is a uh, uh, Derrick Henry game. I'm thinking this is nothing more than rushing defense, rushing defense, rushing defense. So I'm going with the under for both.
1: This is definitely a Derrick Henry game. Absolutely, but this is like the new. This is like the. Uh, you're the new Jimmy the Greek. <laughs> so you you always tempt me to go for these bets, man.
0: Well, you, you know, and and again, I was wrong last night, so I'm not saying that I hit on every single one, and I don't want to encourage you to uh, get in on this. That'll be completely up to you. And of course, you don't have to. Uh, the nice thing about Monkey Knife Fight is you don't have to wager a lot of money. You know, I mean, again, say gambling can be an addiction for some people. Um, you know, it, it is very, very possible, but you can go ahead and select if you want more or less for these guys, you could bet as little as $2, you know, yeah, you could bet as little as $2. Um, and I, and I bet, will
1: say, I will say it's making, it, it is making the games like a lot more interesting.
0: Yeah. Especially when, when you don't necessarily have a, a home, homesake route four in that one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can bid as few as two dollars, five dollars. Um, if you want to make a ten or twenty dollar bet, you can do that. And then for these crazy people that really just like just can't help themselves and have nothing better to do with their money, uh, you can bet fifty, a hundred, two hundred fifty, five hundred, or even a thousand bucks on a simple bet. Um, now, I couldn't ever imagine placing a thousand dollar bet on a football game. And God help me if I ever get to that point, but you can do it if you if you so choose. So you gonna take any action on this game, my friend? I don't know. you're
1: you're you're convincing me here. I might put two bucks on it.
0: yeah see there you go nice little
1: simple but little uh, $2 wager i I've been getting in on these nBA games since that started, and um I have been losing
0: <laughs> you have
1: been. I haven't really I haven't really like tasted that uh victory yet, oh man so i'm getting a little I'm uh, getting a little gun shy here.
0: Well, I got to be honest with you. I, I I couldn't possibly do the uh <clears throat> do the NBA cuz i don't pay enough attention to it.
1: Yeah, uh, it's just that there's
0: like a me being a, a diehard a- laker fan that i am. Uh, yeah. You know, i just i, I really don't pay attention to the NBA until the finals and uh even yeah. then i just go ahead and uh just turn the tv on to see who won.
1: Yeah, you you can get yourself in trouble cuz there's a game every night in the NBA. <laughs> Yeah. And um, a lot of these games in the early season are blowouts, so a lot of the players who need to score points are like ride the bench at mm-hmm. the end. That's what screwed me a couple times. I had – just to get into one of my bets here, I bet LeBron would score over 23 points in a game.
0: Yeah. I mean, that he seems gives, like a lock, right? It does, but they were <laughs> up by
1: like 20 with like five minutes left. Mm. And he got 22 points. And they you know, he just rode the bench because they didn't want to like injure himself or whatever oh, beat the rest. so I was pulling my hair out there, but it was fun. It's fun to watch these games, and you got a little bit of cash on the line.: That's,
0: that's as bad as the Josh Jacobs thing.
1: Oh, no, the Josh Jacobs thing takes like <laughs> nothing's going to beat that. <laughs> I, know, <laughs> I know we were we did really did want them to win, yeah, the dolphins, but but damn, man, we both had that guy. He would' have won us some money if he would have just walked in the end zone.
0: He would have. He would have, but that's the chances that you take. Yeah. So, all right. Well, you can decide on if you want to take that wager or not, but uh, man, it's December 27th. And uh, this is going to be our last time to go ahead and do this for this year, as 2021 is right around the corner. So, uh, one more time for 2020. Let's run down the list.
1: All right, last last twenty twenty edition of the list.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And this is the I guess this is technically the Christmas edition of the list.
0: Oh, I guess I right? could say it is. Like a, day, a
1: couple days after, so let's see if anybody has some. Uh, let's see if you can spread some good cheer for some of these people people on the list here.
0: All right. All right, we're going
1: to start off with the Blue Jay fan base.
0: All right, so Blue Jays fan base again. Say so we're well, we're looking at. <clears throat> Maybe just a handful of handful of Blue Jays fans, right? We're looking at the ones that were out in left field that were throwing can beer cans at Oreo outfielders uh, who were just playing the game that didn't deserve it, but had they're just out there and doing their job, playing the game, and all of a sudden a beer can comes flying in, and really that's the reason why these guys are on the list, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, of course, also Toronto decided that the. Blue Jays couldn't play in Toronto during the uh, 2020 season. Um, But this isn't on the Blue Jays organization. This is just on the fans, right?
1: Yeah, technically. Alright, well,
0: you know what? 2020 Blue Jays fan base, you're still on the list. (laughs)
1: Alright, yeah. I mean, honestly, I was kind of hoping that they would stay on. I wasn't hoping they would be the one to
0: get taken off. No.
1: Because they are garbage.
0: They really are.
1: And they, not only did they throw at Nate McClough, but they threw it at um, Hunsu Kim.
0: Hunsu Kim, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well wait. Did they throw at Nate McClough?
0: I don't remember them throwing at Nate McClough, but they probably did. Well,
1: let's just say they did. They threw, say they, did. <laughs> they threw at somebody. They threw it somebody else, too. Absolutely. All right. Anyway, we got Trash Bag Charlie.
0: All right. So Trash Bag Charlie, you know, Trash Bag Charlie, come to think of, he's, he's, probably, what, he's a, probably a 50 year old man. Probably doesn't have anything to do. I bet you Trashbag Charlie probably lives off of his eBay account. Of course, Trashbag Charlie, we're mentioning, he's the guy who goes ahead and goes to Hawks games, Oriole games, um, basically any sports giveaway, and then offers people $5 for their bobblehead or whatever the giveaway is at that time. Uh, then he goes ahead and tries to sell them on eBay for $40, 60 $80. Um... You know, and again, the guy probably ain't got a whole whole lot going on. You've seen him, I've seen him. Uh, he ain't really much to look at. So, uh, you know, feeling a little bad for him, um, oh, but to the same extent, trash bag Charlie, still on the list.
1: Man, and you and you got you got on the guy's looks too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, MLB insider John Heyman.
0: All right, so MLB inside of John Heyman. Let me take a look here. Let's see. He he blocked the Bleacher Birds account uh, for no good reason that I can find. And let me see. Yep, still got this one blocked. Still on the list.
1: Ooh. All right. Um, all right. We got a little little update here for the next one. Okay. So all we have for this one is Dan Snyder, the owner of the Washington Football. Uh, football team and espresso Elliot
0: well Dan, Dan Snyder is the owner of the Washington football team
1: yeah so I mean Dan Snyder oh, okay. the owner
0: yeah <laughs> okay so uh, Dan Snyder uh, owner of the Washington football team complete embarrassment to uh, owners everywhere across the NFL he needs to just go ahead and sell his organization his team got embarrassed Wayne Haskins is absolute garbage um, <clears throat> you know and even though the team went ahead and pulled off a uh, victory against the Steelers, um, you know, so we went ahead and pulled them off the list. Uh, but Dan Snyder is still absolute trash. Espresso Elliot threw, uh, threw hot coffee on uh, someone just working at a working at a shop that just like didn't deserve that either. Both of those too still on the list. All right, happy Very holidays. <laughs>
1: um, Bob Ursa. <Urshel. sighs>
0: you know they always say don't speak ill of the dead. And uh, you know it was it was back in 1983. I was two years old when Bob Ursay stole football from the great city of Baltimore. And um, it's now been uh, now been 37 years since. And uh, I mean, again, you don't speak hell of the dead. The man's uh, the man's passed now. Um, his son uh, is a son of a bitch. And uh, as a matter of fact, you can go ahead and throw Jim Ursay on there too. Jim and Bob, both of you. On the list.
1: Holy cow! We got a—we didn't have a subtraction. We had an addition here.
0: That's right. Oh my goodness!
1: All right. Well, next we got Josh Soroka for a total jerk move.
0: Josh Soroka for a total jerk move, taking Bleacherbirds.com website, uh, the domain name, and uh, making it his own. So that's why we added him to the list. But let's go ahead and check it out. Bleacherbirds.com. We're going to go to it right now. Bleacherbirds.com immediately links to birdlandsports.com slash show slash Bleacherbirds, which immediately goes to our podcast. So we've got the website. Uh, It links directly to our podcast. Um, Doesn't necessarily have our Patreon up. It'd be nice if we threw our Patreon up, see if we could uh, get some subscribers for that. But you know what? It's Christmas. Josh Soroka. You're off the list.
1: Oh, okay. Very good. Kind of threw me off there. I didn't think that was going to happen.
0: Yeah, well, it's the holiday season, my friend.
1: All right, well, I know this guy's staying on. At Dan Clark Sports.
0: Dan Clark Sports, the immortal jackass of Twitter. Um, Australian jackass claims to have worked for the Orioles media, claims to uh, be a huge Orioles fan. Yet, meanwhile, his profile picture is him rocking a Dodgers hat. Um... Constantly poking the bear at Orioles and Baltimore fans. um, Rubs in our face the fact that apparently over in Australia they're having concerts and whatnot. Meanwhile, us here in uh, the good old U.S. of A. are going through stage two of quarantine. Um, (coughs) Dan Clark Sports still on the list.
1: Ed from NDL.
0: Ed from NDL for absolutely ruining uh, ruining the sport of dodgeball. He's an Uncle Fester looking motherfucker. Um, that has absolutely no rights on the dodgeball court. Uh, He puts himself on great teams and then jumps in front of good players and then jumps out of the way, and they end up getting a hit, and he looks at them like they're idiots. Um, Also allegedly making a move on his executive assistant, Nick. Um, Ed, still on the list. All right, Marlins. Florida Marlins were the first team to go ahead and have a uh, pandemic party. Um, we gave them an opportunity to go ahead and have an out and just win it all. And that would get them off the list. However, they failed to do so. Uh, so since they decided that they were going to go ahead and go to a little strip club when they were in Atlanta, um, and just spread COVID all throughout their organization, they're still on the list.
1: Okay. Illinois,
0: uh, state of Illinois for stealing your hashtag IL. Uh, for the use of Illinois, as opposed to idiot list, uh, they're still on the list.
1: Um, DJ LeMayhew.
0: A uh, DJ Lemieux uh, stole lay Le machine from the machine. Uh, he is Le unoriginal. Uh, he has yet to sign with another team. If he does not sign, if he signs with another team aside the Yankees, uh, he will go off of the list. But for the time being, he is on the list. Okay. Um, at MLB
1: in Europe.
0: At MLB Europe, went ahead and sent uh, Dodgers gear, I think it was, to Oriole, a European Orioles fan. Um, again, just still not really understandable why. Um, kind of a jerk move in itself. And, uh, you know, I, I just can't get past that. I can't understand that. So, still on the list.
1: Okay, um, Chris Davis.
0: Chris Davis, uh, Dan Clark Sports is the immortal jackass of Twitter. Chris Davis is the immortal jackass of the Orioles. <laughs> um, <clears throat> signed a lucrative contract, and I'm okay with the guy making his money, <clears throat> but the fact that he hasn't made any attempt whatsoever to get any better, um, you know, we, we go ahead and bring in all of these analytics and numbers and different ways to improve his game, and he's like, mm, no. Nah, I think I'm just going to go ahead and lift some weights. Uh, um, he's also taking a spot on the roster, uh, which probably could have been used for either one of the Rule, Rule 5 picks that we lost uh, a couple weeks ago. Hmm. Um, he's blocking any sort of uh, advancement for you know multiple players, and uh, for that reason, since he won't get the hell out of the way, uh, he's going to get on that list.
1: All right. Not that Kevin Brown.
0: Not that Kevin Brown. Uh, Still making jokes about the fact that he is not, in fact, the uh, all-star pitcher, Kevin Brown. And we get that. We hear your voice. We understand that you are a 12-year-old boy. Um, And since you can't get through an Orioles podcast without making that joke, you're on that list.
1: Tyler Kevner.
0: Uh, Tyler Kepner was the, uh, was the guy that went ahead and threw a fit because the Braves wouldn't move their uh, postseason game from an 8 o'clock time slot on a weekday um, because of the fact that uh, kids still had to be in school the next day. Meanwhile, kids are quarantined. They're learning from home via iPads. They're barely getting out of bed to go to school right now. Um, again, not really a big deal, Tyler. Um, but for the simple reason of the fact that I don't ever want to hear your name again, I'm going to take you off the list.
1: Well, that is a good reason. Yeah, I think so. We're giving him some publicity here.
0: Yeah. He doesn't deserve it. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. All right. Uh, Justin Turner. So, uh, Justin Turner, after the Braves went ahead and won the, uh, won the World Series, Turner decides to go ahead and uh, go out there and celebrate with his uh, teammates, uh, his Friends and loved ones, uh, with absolutely no care for them, uh, and you know, it, potentially spreading COVID amongst all of them, uh, just so he can sit down and wear a hat and a T-shirt and hold a statue or hold a trophy trophy up and brag about it. And uh, you know, Justin Turner, he's still on the list. All
1: right, uh, Be More Center, the schmuck of Twitter
0: be more center so if dan clark is the immortal jackass uh be more center is the schmuck of twitter um be more center decided to go ahead and post a uh change his name to baltimore orioles and uh post that nick Markakis was coming back to the uh coming back to the orioles and um it it wasn't funny nobody fell for it and uh be more centers always been an obnoxious twitter follow Uh, an obnoxious Twitter account, and uh, he's still on the list. All
1: right, next we got at BSD, Nick McAikis.
0: So I don't think it's BSD. I believe you're talking about at Banana Slapdeck, (laughs) and uh, that is Nick McAikis. And he just went ahead and did the same thing that BMOR Center did, Um, and he tweeted out that the Orioles, uh, that he was in fact the Baltimore Orioles, and that we had uh, signed Chris Davis to a two-year extension, and felt that that was hilarious. And um, it, it, that's the response that he got. He's on the list. Right. Uh,
1: my least favorite: the Bowie Bay Sox.
0: He, oh, so you're not a fan of the Bowie Base Sox either,
1: huh? No, I'm not a fan of them being on the list. No,
0: no, no, no. I, I, I heard it. I heard it. You're not a fan. Your least favorite, the Bowie Base Sox. You Hear that? Oh, at sure. Bowie Base Sox, you are at Bleacher Matt's least favorite.
1: The lies continue for this podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so Bowie Base Sox uh, were put on the list for the simple fact that they weren't advert. They weren't offering the Austin Hayes bobblehead uh, at a reasonable price. They put it up as a freebie if you paid $80 for a bunch of tickets to games. They put it up for auction where it went for like over $60. And again, a bobblehead just shouldn't be charged that much. Learn from the Delmarva Shorebirds. Charge $10, $15 a pop. Let the fans buy it so they can have it and move on. They claim that they're going to have a Top Gun night. I don't think they're ever going to have fans in their stadium next year. Uh, But they're claiming that they're going to have a Top Gun night. And then they're going to give it away. And uh, when they go ahead and they do that, I'll take them off the list. But for right now, they're on the list.
1: All right, we made some room for these guys. So this is good. Uh, Next, Last but not least, we got from the Raiders, Josh Jacobs, John Gruden, and Darren Waller. So, Josh,
0: uh, Josh Jacobs, Darren Waller, and John Gruden. Uh, all three of them on the list. Darren Waller for simply just not catching a single freaking touchdown um, after he's been dominating all year long. You know, you go ahead and you invest a little bit in somebody and you get no return on them. So, uh, Darren Waller, of course, still on the list. Uh, Josh Jacobs for not caring about your fantasy team um, or anybody's fantasy team and then uh, not caring for his own professional football team and running and literally sliding and going down at the two-yard line um, and almost being carried into the end zone by the defender. And then John Gruden with just the overall decision to not go for it and to tell his guys to go down and just kick the field goal. All three of these guys on the list.
1: All right, that'll do it for 2020.
0: Alright, so that does it for 2020. Uh, that does it for the 2020 list. The 2020 list is closed. Uh, all of these gentlemen will officially stay on the list. And, um, Matt? Matt? Uh, you know, 2020 is coming to an end. And, uh, we want to be done with this. We, uh, we don't want it anymore. So I'm gonna do something. And, uh, as we prep for 2021, here's the 2020 list, my friend. Can you hear that?
2: I hear it. That's it. It's done. Ooh, the list is it. no
0: more. So you can go ahead and rip up uh, rip up that paper that you have. Uh, the 2020 list is no more. We're done with it. Okay. And uh, 2021, maybe we'll start a new list.
1: <laughs> we get to start a brand new list, yeah.
0: Who knows what the future holds for the 2021 list? <laughs> okay. All right. All mm-hmm. right.
1: Okay. So those All guys right. are locked. Those guys, not like we they're not they're not on the list anymore. It's just like they're locked in on the 2020 list, and they'll never be removed from it, right?
0: That That is the 2020 list. Um, if we decide to come up with a 2021 list, uh, I think these guys are certainly eligible. Um, but as of right now, the 2021 list is completely blank. Okay. All
2: right. Got it.
0: So, uh, but while we mentioned 2020, why don't we uh, take a gaze into the future, my friend? Let's go ahead and take a look into... Uh, into the year 2021 with some predictions um, you know some some random thoughts and uh let's take a look into our crystal ball and see what holds for uh the year 2021
3: <laughs> in the year 2021 in the year 2021
0: Ray Mancini makes his triumphant return to the lineup and receives a standing ovation from no fans, as fans still aren't allowed to enter the stadium.
3: In the year 2021! In the year
2: 2021!
0: (laughs) Rick Dempsey and Boog Powell both close up shop on Utah Street, and once again, Utah Street becomes a barren wasteland during Orioles games.
3: <laughs> in the year 2021! In the year 2021!
0: Austin Hayes starts off the 2021 season in the slump yet again, and is sent to Bowie to go ahead and recover. But he doesn't recover, and never reaches the MLB squad again in the 2021 season.
3: In the year 2021! In the year 2021!
0: Cedric Mullins starts off the season hot and becomes the face of the organization. The Adam Jones of the Baltimore Orioles has finally come through to his projection. He is then traded to a contender for two prospects, and we never hear of either of those prospects again.
3: (laughs) In the year 2021! In the year 2021!
0: Cole Saucer has his name pronounced by That Kevin Brown as Cole Saucer. Brown then continues to make bad jokes about Saucer's last name, including saying that he should make his entrance to the mound via a flying saucer, and wondering if he places teacups on a saucer in between drinks.
3: In the year 2021, in the year 2021,
0: Adley Rushman makes his pro debut, and the season is underwhelming. Orioles fans begin jumping off the warehouse as the Savior Weaver promised is in fact just a rookie, and it will take some time for him to develop.
3: In the year 2021! In the year 2021!
2: Orioles fans, once again, look forward to October. For the NFL 2021 season. <laughs> okay.
0: And that's all I've got for the year 2021. A bunch of uh, a bunch of Orioles facts. Uh, not a... too much with Ravens considered. Uh Matt, do you have any predictions that may have come across, you know, just over the past hour or so that we've been talking um for the
3: year 2021. For the year
1: 2021. Well, yeah, I, I do have one. Um first of all, where is your 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 predictions are like a bummer's man.
0: Man, I don't expect 2021 to be much better than 2020.
1: <laughs> Come on, man. 2020 is supposed to be the bummer year. 2021 is supposed to be the good year. All right, well here, I got a, I got a good one here. Hit, hit me up one more time here. All right.
3: <clears throat> In the year 2021. In the year 2021.
2: Everybody's favorite Oriole, Pat Vileka, gets off to a rough
1: start. He gets DFA'd by the Orioles within a month. But then he gets picked up by the the KBO. And Matt and Jimmy make a trip to Korea to watch the championship game in which Pat Vileka will be the MVP of the KBO World Series.
3: In the year 2021. In the year 2021.
0: Now, Matt, you know for a fact that that's not going to happen. <laughs> that's, that's a terrible prediction for 2021. <laughs> all of my stuff could have happened. Every single thing that I said could have possibly happened. And me going to go ahead and talk about Pat Malika all of a sudden becoming an MVP of the KBO.
1: I don't think anybody's going to be jumping off the warehouse.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Matt, jumping jumping off the warehouse is a uh, is a pseudonym for. Uh, for for jumping off the bandwagon.
1: Okay. Is it? I
0: wasn't talking about physically jumping off the warehouse.
1: I thought you meant people were going to be killing themselves because Adley and got off to a slow start. That's
0: crazy. <laughs> no, I was talking about jumping off the bandwagon. All right. All right. Well, I've got one last one here. Okay. In the year
3: 2021. In the year 2021
0: the Bleacher Birds podcast will continue and will grow one person deeper as we then become a three-man crew, thus becoming the trio that Baltimore needs in podcast form. The trio spot that was left vacant by Section 336 when the great Burt Rudy, Burt Rude, the zany one, Left section 336. Bleacher Birds will then dominate the three man booth.
3: <laughs> in the year 2021, in the year 2021.
2: One last one. In the year 2021, the list will return. <laughs> All right. All right. And
0: with that,
1: I, I didn't think we were going to lose it that quick.
0: No, nah. well, I, I, to be honest with you, man, say thirty-five episodes in in the first year. Say, uh, season two starts up next week, and uh, you know, I'm I, at this point in time. I just uh, take a couple of seconds, to get serious here. I want to thank you for uh, for jumping on this with me, and uh, doing all the editing and all the heavy work on this podcast, and uh, sticking through for. 35 episodes, 35 weeks. We started up a podcast when uh when we weren't when there was no sports to talk about and uh I think we've come a long way. I know we're not necessarily the uh the podcasting uh podcasting gurus just yet, but I feel like we've made great strides just in the first uh first season alone and uh you know this this thing's got a future.
1: Yeah, it's been so. fun, man. So yeah, thanks for starting the whole thing up, man.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely not nothing. Out here. Not, nothing like tooting each other's horns a little bit, you know.
1: Well, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm thanking you here for starting it up.
0: Oh, absolutely. I'm. Yeah, yeah I remember, if nothing else, I'm here for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, with that, Baltimore Birdland and Beyond. If you want to go ahead and reach out to us, you can reach out to me at Bleacher Birds. You can reach out to Matt at Bleacher Matt. Uh, hit us up on the email uh, bleacherbirds at gmail dot com. Uh, drop a little five star review. Let us know how what you think of our podcast. Even if you don't drop five stars, that's okay. Just drop a review. Let us know what you think. Um, let us know that somebody aside uh, side Matt's brother Todd listens. Uh, join our Patreon patreon.com backslash bleacherbirds. Give us a give us a mere three bucks a month, and uh, maybe we'll be able to get some good recording audio and uh of course you know we'll put it right back into the podcast of course guys we're we're really really hoping that we get to go to some games this year we're really hoping to uh to physically see some games and maybe uh see some of our listeners at the games that would always be a plus two um but once again uh while 2020 was a uh, absolutely just nightmare of a year a terrible year. Um, I want to thank everybody for listening because it's been a fun year as far as the podcasting business goes for me. I've wanted to do this for a long time. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Uh, special thanks go out to uh, the boys at Section 336 for helping us out and helping us get this thing started. Um, and, of course, I want to thank the uh, the podcast that maybe we listened to uh, that really made us think, you know what? We will not mind giving that a shot. So, um. Uh, for me, that's uh, that. Of course, Section three three six, bird's eye view. Um, yeah, you know, and then of course I listened to a couple of wrestling podcasts as well, which probably have no idea that we even exist. But um, thanks to everybody that's uh, had any sort of part in this. A special thanks to the hot Irish wife for dealing with me recording a podcast every week now. And uh, once again, Matt, thank you, sir.
2: Hey
1: man, no problem. Thank All you. Right.
0: All right. Baltimore, Birdland, and beyond. Uh, we'll see you next week. Hopefully, we're talking about the Ravens and what their uh, what their playoff matchup is. And uh, before we get uh, before we go away, one last time, go Ravens! <laughs> Fuck the Steelers.